And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord does require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, Stephen, full of faith and power, not by his power, but he had fantastic faith. He's the first listed amongst the seven chosen for the task of distribution. He also becomes the first new church martyr. He sets an incredible example of following in the same steps of Jesus. Well, guess what? Us too. Philippians 129 states that you have been given the privilege of trusting in Christ and the privilege of suffering for him. Ouch. Next, the wisdom and the spirit. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, the wis- and wisdom is the principal thing, especially according to Proverbs, as you know. Knowledge is acquiring facts, and wisdom is how to use those facts. Wisdom is both a maturing and a gift. And who is the agency of that gift? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables us to communicate in wisdom, which sometimes is beyond ourselves. I want you to just think about that. That's happened to you when you said something brilliant to somebody that was in the kingdom, and then you said to yourself, who just said that? (laughs) Where did that come from? And finally, people who often lack actual biblical knowledge have a weird capacity to accuse Christians of things they've never said or never meant. They tell lies. They say that Christians hate all homosexuals because Christians disagree with that lifestyle. That's a lie. Believers take a stand, and then the liars accuse them of being haters. When Christians don't support the godless, they're attacked by Satan's worldly agents. This tactic is so old, it's as old as when the Dead Sea was still sick. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanity is an oive. So much more. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing there? Hey, 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 hey. What do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Listen, if you're not going to have fun listening to the show, then what are you listening for? Uh, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then you can also call us at 972-445-0770. When you call us at 972-445-0770, it's Almost like getting a free trip to Disneyland, but not quite. Because you'll be talking to Captain Chris, and then you'll be... Save 
me just comment here real quickly. I've been to Disneyland like 40 times. You know what? The first five times, it is fun. But then, okay, anyway, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is any topic is open for conversation, uh, and that's because it's not professional radio. It's just radio. We're just having a good time together. Our goal here is simple. It's not a kvetch fest. It's not a place you can call and just go, that's not helping. What we want to do is encourage one another, strengthen one another, join together our faith, join together in praise, do what we can to be a blessing and a strengthening to one another. That's our goal. Okay, you have a it's not your church, by the way, this is a fellowship. So you have a church that you go to, I hope. And if not, you've been burned. Try another church that I would give my, my promo right here. You should read that book I wrote. Okay, I'm just saying if you if you're, you know, if you ever want to check it out, go to the website. But the idea behind this is that we're a fellowship to encourage, to bless, to strengthen one another, and that's what the process is about. So if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, don't hesitate to share it with us. We also do trivia. Here we go. How were Moses and Aaron related? How were Moses and Aaron related? By the way, if you want to know the name of the book, it's called Broken for His Glory. Okay, uh, I'm just saying. I don't make any money. I don't care anymore at this point. I wrote it off. Let's be honest. Uh, how were Moses and Aaron related? If you think you know the answer to that, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody calling in. While that's taking place, I'm reminding everybody, and I do this because in radio, you never know when somebody tunes in, right? It's very it's a rarity to, to listen to the whole 90 minutes. I have to listen to the whole 90 minutes because I have to do the whole 90 minutes. But on the 18th of March, which would be our three-year anniversary, okay, we I'm going to be in Houston visiting my in my brother-in-law, okay, uh, Noel's brother, okay, and we're looking forward to the trip, and I'm I'm getting a much better attitude because she told me I had to. So I'm getting a better attitude because that's the way it's got to be. That would normally be our three-year anniversary. So the following week. The week of the 21st, we're going to celebrate the three-year anniversary. I think there'll be one of the days where I'm sharing my testimony. Certain things you have not heard. Certain things you might be like going, what? So I'm just I'm just preparing and telling you ahead of time. Okay. We have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Let's get to that before I keep yapping away. Uh, fire away. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Rodney. Hello? Who is this? This is Rodney. Hi, Rodney. How are you? How, how, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I just started listening to your show. Well, I, I, hope it, I hope it doesn't drive you crazy, and I would invest in, in ibuprofen or Tylenol or something because it does give people a headache. <laughs> no, I love these questions you throw out there. I said, I know that one. All right. Call. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you a chance to answer. Here we go. What's the relationship between Moses and Aaron? Brother-in-law. They are brothers. Oh, brothers. <laughs> but still, see, now see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Rabbit. You still got it right because you said brothers. See, that's, okay. the, that's the part that counts. So good job. They are brothers. They are also connected to Miriam, but I just threw that trivia question out the door. Oh, well. Uh, anyhow, wonderful oh, well. to have you call and never hesitate to reach out to us. We were very happy that you called in. 
Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're just having fun. That's what we do. All right. That was good, though. <laughs> he got it. I mean, there we go. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, we got to do our, our, our expository teaching sound. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> wow. All I can say is wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. All I can say is wow. That has nothing to do with this. I just like Steve Martin and little clips that he does. Uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. And then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Syrians, Alexandrians, and those from Sicily and Asia, disputing with Stephen. Let's talk about why this is important, and I'm going to throw a curveball in your direction. Okay, I'm not doing this to offend anybody. I'm doing this to make it plain. Here's the bottom line. Most of you listen to the show for a little while. Uh, we got some new listeners. I'm a Bapticostal. Just can't make it any clearer than that. I have a master's degree in theological study from Regent University, which is on the uh, Pentecostal side. And then I am uh, four months away from my doctorate from Liberty University, which is on the Baptist side. And then everything in between besides all that, I'm Jewish. And if you really ask me, I'll just tell you, I could care less. I'm just trying to follow Jesus. Bottom line. When the church got established, the apostles, as you remember, were doing many mighty works, right? They were like, ooh, wild stuff. And people are like, ooh, getting saved. In this text, in Acts chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Here's what I want you to catch from this because it's worthwhile. It's worth our attention. The miracles that they were doing in the early church were not just limited to the apostles. Stephen at no point is an apostle. At no point does he hold title. It just simply proves that God can and will use anybody who's willing to be used. And it's proof that miracles were not limited to the top dogs. Okay, the idea that only the top dogs could do miracles is a fallacy. It's just not true. It doesn't even have any place in it at all. Stephen is talking to these people. He's going to share the gospel. Uh, he, by the way, it makes sense that he's going to share the gospel because he's from the same place of the Hellenistic Jews. Remember, he's one of the seven people that were uh, chosen by the people, uh, blessed by the apostles to be distributing, uh, doing the distribution for the widows. Here's what I want you to catch, though. Okay, This is the big thing. Stephen wasn't some, wow, he's this or he's that. He was doing that stuff because he had faith. And he was known as a person of faith. And God used him to minister to other people. Do you think, well, does God still do that today? Well, of course. In that same way, probably not to the level that the, certainly not the level that the 12 did, but just doing miracles? Oh, sure. Of course he is. You're saved, aren't you? Isn't that a miracle? Isn't that a resurrection from the dead? Well, yeah, it is. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at them from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. You think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. Do this, do this. And somewhere in there, do me a favor. And every once in a while, kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And that, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Love this question. It's one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament, but it's not one of my favorite stories because of the faith of it, but because of the humor behind it. And People have to just bear with me on that. What was the name who... Owned, what was the name of the man who owned a talking donkey? <laughs> what was the name of the guy? You don't have to do a horn on this. It's just its own little weird thing. What uh, was the name of the guy who owned uh, a talking donkey? 
is a donkey that touched. See, everybody should be aware of this story because it tells you if God can use a donkey, right? Well, I guess I really I don't have to fill in the rest, do I? If you uh, want to, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We have had the blessing. We've had new people been calling the, all week long. So that's just wonderful. And we welcome aboard and just... If you can last, I'm impressed because I drive myself crazy. And actually, it's not a drive. It's just a short putt. Uh, we ready for somebody to answer a trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby. Hey, Bobby. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate well, that. Well, that's awesome. All right. All right. Now, this I love this story. I love this story. I don't like it. I love it because I just I put myself there and I think, what a situation. What was the name of the man who owned a talking donkey? I would have to say that was Balaam. That is correct, sir. <laughs> I was reading that last week. <laughs> and you know what's so I just it's so amazing and people skip by it because you know people read scripture and they get sometimes they get a little overly uh overly holy when they're reading and the donkey yeah. the donkey was arguing with Balaam and Balaam didn't right recognize that the donkey's arguing <laughs> so it's like the donkey's like hey you know hey. that is the same thing I go ahead like why is he arguing with a donkey he should be like why are you talking? Exactly. He's a, he's uh, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. This is the first time I thought of that was it last week when I read it. All the other times I never thought of it. Yeah, it's the most amazing thing because here's this prophety guy, <laughs> good, bad prophet, obviously, but but in his capacity, he's like he get he's so determined to make his point and to be right. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. even bother to see that he's having an argument with a donkey, which is like okay, that's all you got to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, good show, David. You keep it up. All right. God bless you. Thank you, brother. God bless. All right. Bye bye. All right. What? <laughs> I just find that to be. <laughs> and that's when, and I put this in some of my writings, just so you, for those that are like you, this guy, I did. It's like if God used a donkey, I'll use the nice terms. I don't want anybody to send me another email on it to rebuke a prophet. Then he can use whatever he wants to do whatever he wants. I just think that's... All right. I have a, a joke. It is a little longer, but the punchline is great. So you have to endure. Okay. So I'll let, I'll try and speed it up best I can. Chris, you got the hand on the buzzer. You ready? Okay. There we go. All right. Not, now, all jokes, not theological. Don't tell me that doesn't sway with theology. It's a joke. Okay, remember that's a joke. Not denominationalized, not anything. It's a joke. Okay? Three guys died together in a tragic accident and all go to heaven. That's a great way to open up a joke. Then they get there and Peter greets them and tells them, we only have one rule in heaven. Don't step on the ducks. 
So they enter heaven, and sure enough, there's ducks all over the place. It's impossible not to step on a duck because there's so many. And though they try to uh, their utmost to avoid standing on them, the first guy soon accidentally steps on one. Peter appears and then says, this is the ugliest woman you've ever seen. You are now chained to her for the rest of your time up in heaven. The next day, I told you it's not theological. The next day, the second guy also accidentally steps on a duck. Once again, Peter shows up, and there's another extremely ugly woman. He chains her together and says, your punishment for stepping on the duck is you are chained for all eternity to this woman. The third guy has observed all this, and he really doesn't want to be chained to an ugly woman for all eternity. So he's very careful where he steps. He even manages to go months without stepping on any duck. Then one day, though, Peter appears to him with the most gorgeous woman the guy has ever seen, who's beautiful in every way. Without a word, St. Peter chains the woman to the third guy. The guy happily says to the woman, I wonder what I did to deserve being chained to you for all eternity. And the woman replies, I don't know about you, but I stepped on a duck. Is that a good joke? That's a good joke. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I stepped out again. Okay. That's right, people. We're alive every day. We're dark on Mondays, but open every day, 8 to 10. Okay, here we go. <laughs> she stepped on the... Okay. What? Al gave me a 6. I don't think so. I think that was better than that. Let's go back to the text. I thought it was a good joke. All right, uh, here we go. We are back in our text, and this is what happens after uh, Stephen uh, is full of faith, does wonders and signs. We'll pick it up in verse 8. Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, the Syrians, the Alexandrians, and those from Sicily and Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. So I think that, or by which he spoke, depending on what your translation is. I think this is one of those moments where everybody takes a deep breath and thinks about this. And I'm actually going to be talking about this at length in in one of the segments tomorrow. There are times where the Lord helps you and I when we're talking to people, when we're witnessing, when we're sharing, when we're in a situation, almost like you're not even sure what to do or what to say, and somehow it all just, like, turns out perfect. And you're like, <laughs> you know, it's like you almost want to do that, right? Well, these guys who were listening to Stephen could not resist the wisdom by which he was speaking and the spirit, and that's capital S there, that's the Holy Spirit, that he was speaking. And God was making his point using Stephen as a vessel who was a man who's full of faith, powerful uh, testimony, and he does great kingdom work. And there are times in your life that God has done things through you that you've even said to yourself, and you don't have to tell, I know everybody's gone through this. Wow, where'd that come from? You almost know it's the Holy Spirit pulled it out of you so that you could either quote the scripture or you could say something. It's really funny because I had a conversation with my other brother in law years ago, and he asked me a question, and I just blurted out the answer. And then I walked away and thought, was that right? 
I didn't even know if I was right. I'm not kidding you. So I went to a Bible to look to see if I gave them the right quote, the right location, the right address. Sure enough, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. I said exactly what it was. I wasn't even sure when I said after I said I walked away. It's like, I hope I didn't do that wrong. And that's what I'm talking about. And there are times where I do make mistakes. I'm not saying that it always happens and it's perfect. But there's times where you are a vehicle or a vessel of the wisdom that God has granted you and the power of the Holy Spirit to minister to somebody. Not even in a bizarre fashion. I'm not talking about, ooh, miracles, skittles, you know, lights, uh, you know, bow ties and bands and everything. I'm not talking about that at all. It's almost as though you just say the right thing, you know it was the right thing, but you also know that was a little bit beyond you. That's God partnering with you. That's you going forward in the kingdom. Every person who is a Christian goes through this. When they're, when they're, when they're pursuant of the Lord or desirous to be pursuant of the Lord, when they want more of him and they seek, seek him and search for him, there are these moments that eclipse us. And that is a, that's a, not only is it a great testimony to how powerful God is, right? But it's a great testimony that he's partnering with you. Now, you're not the, uh, the perfect vessel. You haven't done everything perfect, except outside of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. Even David said, my goodness does not extend beyond thee. In the King James, he's, what he's saying is quite clearly, I don't got anything good that's in me that's apart from you. I was like, I get it. I mean, I, and I've said multiple times on the show, the goodness of God exceeds us. That's, we know it's true. He's much better to us than we are to him. Come on. And in those moments, I, I see that. I see this as almost like, what a blessing. He, he's speaking, and they can't pull it back. They can't stop. They can't challenge it because he's speaking by the wisdom and the, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? There's nothing to say. He's like, okay. And it's getting through. And what happens when people – sometimes people get mad, and sometimes people will be amazed – I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you as the vessel. Uh, does it happen every time? No. But it does happen. And you should recognize that God thinks highly enough of you to use you as a vessel to speak to people or to teach the truth or speak the truth or to give his wisdom and his truths. That's how God entrusts you. Obviously, he believes that you are his and you are a vessel of his. I wouldn't say believe. He knows. And in that belief, he uses you in partnership. And that's what we want. That's what heaven's all about, isn't it? Hanging out with the Lord. That's what we want. All right. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Jairus, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person, cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, as we get ready for our next trivia question. Who, now you guys, I'm just going to say this up ahead of time. You, you have to get this. If you don't, I'm. I'm just gonna, you're just going to hear this banging noise, and that'll be my head on the table. Who was the son of Nun who succeeded Moses as the leader of Israel? If you think you know the, the son of Nun who, uh, who followed after Moses to guide Israel. Uh, Joanne and Cordelia striking first. If you want to, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you to the website. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Keep in mind what I said about some of the things that are up and coming. But don't forget, if you can be a contributor, 
be one. If you can't, pray for us. If you've got a prayer request or a praise report, bring it to the site. We'll be glad to. Uh, you can make it public or private. It doesn't have to be. Uh, it can be anything that you're choosing. But check out the website. Make sure at the very top right there's a little hamburger thing. You click on there. There's about 23 other links. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> now, is, now, is that a rubber band? Or what is, how, what is, what do we, what would you call that? Okay, thanks a lot. That was very helpful. That was extreme. You know, you just really helped out right there. Thank you, sir. Um, okay, uh, we did that. We did that. Uh, our trivia question: What was the, the who was the son of Nun who succeeded Moses as the leader of Israel? If you think you know the answer, again, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send an email, David. At he must increase.org. In the meantime, we will go to history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right. Uh, today has got some uh, weird things in it. Uh, not as much fun for me because uh, both Kevin Chris and I like it when there's foodie things and there's not really foodie things. Uh, but today, uh, this is the only foodie thing, the National Pack Your Lunch Day, which is not like, nah, I don't want to pack my lunch, right? I mean, that doesn't, I don't even. Lame. I know. I mean, like, what, peanut butter and jelly? I mean, I can have that directly out of one can or one thing. What's that, goober stuff, right? I don't have to pack that. Uh, International Bagpipe Day. The only thing I can say is if you ever saw the, the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer, you would understand why that is funny. Uh, it's ma- middle name. Proud of your middle name day. Do you, do you like your middle name? I mean, it's fine. <laughs> wow. That's kind of a diss on your middle name. I'm David Scott Spoon. I just don't know who the Scott is. And then they never told me. I'm just hoping it wasn't a dog that they met. They're like, look, he's a little Scotty, you know, kind of thing. I know it's not the Star Trek guy. Uh, anyway, and then it's also uh, International Find a Pay Phone Booth Day. Good luck with that. <laughs> so that whole thing with Superman, that's over. <laughs> it's just like, right? I mean, you have to love Doctor Who, but who's using a phone like that? Right? Right? Come on. Give me a break. And then the last uh, two things to let you know. On this day in 1970, uh, Richard Nixon put a bowling alley, a one-lane bowling alley, into the basement of the White House. If you'd be president and you like to bowl, well, it works out. Right? All right. <laughs> And in that in that movie, I don't know if you saw that Big Lebowski. There's a picture of Nixon with the phone. Okay, and then uh, last but not uh, maybe least, maybe I should say this is least. Uh, 1970. Also on this day, Suzanne Summers was arrested for ca- passing a bad check totaling a hundred dollars, which is hilarious because she was worth like millions. So it's like, okay, let's move on. That's that's not even fun. You see, if there's no food involved or there's not something super, super duper cool, it just seems like it's like, meh. You know, it's just like, eh. I agree. Meh. Meh. That's Yiddish for eh. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, let's go back to the test. So again, last on the trivia question, then we'll finish up. Uh, who was the son of Nun who succeeded Moses as the leader of Israel? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Picking it back up, this is the part that's hard, that I, what I'm going to talk to you about. Okay. I want to read through it as a launching pad so you can understand why. Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some people from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen. That's uh, Cyronian, the Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Sicily and Asia disputing with Stephen, and they were not able to resist the wisdom by which he spake. We're just talking about that. And after we take this call for this person on the trivia, we're going to talk about this. Then they secretly induced men to say, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. So I want you to hold that thought. We'll take this call. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, uh, David, it's Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you, bro? Good. Hey, I'm on a, uh, you know, in a White House, people, they, they don't have a brain like in the uh, uh, president. Uh, what, what was the, who put it, the alley, uh, bowling alley? <laughs> president yeah, Nixon? Nixon? Yeah. I mean, he, he was like a brainless because there was already alley behind the White House. He could have just. Grab the ball and just roll it there. You're killing me. You're killing me here. You know that, right? You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna use the alley behind why, the White House. Why he has to go to the basement? <laughs> well, there, apparently there was nothing down there. <laughs> that, would yeah. be my, that would be my guess. Oh, yeah. you're terrible. Hey, before I answer the trivia question, I have a trivia question for you. Uh oh. All right, fire uh, away. Give me the name of the uh, Israel. Uh, the king of Israel that was a Democrat. Give you the name of the king of Israel that was a Democrat. Yes. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Are you kidding? You're the scholar. What's we'll that? Look up to you. You're, you're losing me. Who, oh, okay. Who, who, who is it? Who's the, who's the king, king who was in Israel? King Saul, because he was looking for his donkeys. <laughs> okay. All right. You, yeah, that's a good one, though. Yeah, I get it. I get it. He's looking for donkeys. That's right. He wasn't looking for elephants. So that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one right there. All right. Now you got to answer the question to redeem the time. Uh, yeah. Was, all right. Who redeem is this? the time is uh, he wasn't from the Vatican because he was a son of none. Correct. And he was uh, from the wilderness, and uh, his name was Joshua. That is correct, sir. His name was Joshua. He wasn't from the Vatican. <laughs> Killing me here. Well, because uh, all the nuns lived in the Vatican. Yes. Son, he was son of none. He had no parents. Got it. Okay. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that your middle name was Scott. Yes, it's Scott. Yeah. I still don't know why, uh, though. I, I'm just hoping yeah. it's not something that, that's yeah, really bad. I hope it wasn't say. the pig. Yeah. The Thank pig. Unkosher. <laughs> <laughs> Dog would be okay, but not the pig. That's classic. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> hey, you are sanctified the blood of Jesus, so Amen. you're okay. <laughs> Amen. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. God bless. We love you, and we are praying uh, for your uh, grandson and 
and Easton. for your family. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Samson loves the roll. He loves the roll. All right, let's go back to this real quickly. We'll go in a minute extra or so, and I'll just kind of I'll just kind of point at you, okay? Point, point, point kind of thing. All right. Uh, so, look. So, here's Steven. He's full of faith. He's full of power. Does great signs and wonders. He gets opposition. This is the thing I want you to catch. They secretly induced men to say, we've heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God, and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came up to him, and they seized him, and they brought him to the council, and they also set up false witnesses. Let me say something. Before they had the false witnesses, they had people that were distorting what Stephen said. I want you to understand something about this. They, they, the men in the synagogue, in order to remove him from his position, falsely accused him. Now, I know in the, immediately in your head you're thinking politics because <laughs> how could you not, right? It's like they, they, they weren't uh, – these people were not outright lying. They were distorting what was said. That's not what I want to, to, to point out today's politics. I don't want to point that out. What I want you to understand is the devil was using this tactic in the early church and has never stopped. And it's now, it's in the church versus the synagogue where somebody will say something and it's not the person's going to lie about them. It's just a distortion of what's been said. Satan is called the father of lies. He doesn't have to make the whole thing a bold-faced lie. He comes as an angel of light. He's just got to twist it and tweak it just enough like he did in the garden to get people to sin. When people are distorting, they are walking in the spirit of the enemy. I don't care what their position is. I don't care what they do in life. When you distort, you are in league with Satan. And that is something we ought to be very aware of. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for... God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past 
with thanksgiving, is looking at their present with thanksgiving, and is looking at their future with thanksgiving, because God has operated in the past, the present, and the future, and you have a past, a present, and a future, and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving, you're operating in those principles with God. And if you look at your past with thanksgiving, guess what you won't have? You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God, how can that be bad? How can that be bad? Blow my mind. Cry it out loud. We should be thanking God for, oh, but this terrible thing happened. But look how God brought you through it. This terrible thing is happening, but look how God is bringing you through it. Hey, when they start shooting Christians, look how God took you out and brought you to him. I mean, it's like it's all together. You can't escape this. If you look at your life with a continual feast of thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We go right to the trivia question. What was the name of Moses' father-in-law? So we already talked about Zipporah being the wife. What was Zipporah's dad's name is kind of where we're heading in that. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, and you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. At the risk of offending many people, which I will most likely do, uh, not intentionally, but I mean, I'm just it's just it's inevitable. <laughs> you remember, you know what things that Jesus said? He never said if people offend you. Forgive them. He didn't. He never said that. He said, when people offend you. Just think about it. It's like, uh uh-oh. Right. There you go. Um, I do want to remind people just a couple of things real quickly. Uh, Don't forget to be givers. We like that. That's great. Don't forget what we said about the ambassador program. Uh, Don't forget I'm going to be going out of town a week from tomorrow. So the following week we'll do the three-year anniversary stuff. And then, and then I'm hoping I can share my testimony. And I did want to give props to my professor at my school. So I now have the same professor for this will be my third class. So I've got three classes left. Actually, I have two classes left and a defense. And so this professor, you know, I sent him a note. And uh, he was very uh, – uh, he's been really – him and I locked horns in the beginning and then started getting along, and now we're kind of developing a friendship. And I told him I appreciated the, what he had to put up with and so on and so forth. And he's the first person to write this. And he goes, you only have a little bit to go before we're start, we'll start calling you Dr. David Spoon. It's like, wow, that was so cool to see in an email from a professor. Like, wow, that's kind of cool. I just thought I'd share that with you. 
it kind of like you know makes you feel good. Uh, it's not worth the money. <laughs> I'm just saying, but but it makes you feel good. I mean, you asked. I'm just, you know, here we go. All right, so we got that. We got that. The trivia question straightforward is, what is the name of Moses' father-in-law? If you think you know that answer, 972-445-0770. Uh, you can also text 214-210-8483. Uh, somebody is calling it. And then you can send an email, David, at he must org. I will say that uh, Joy, Ann, and Cordelia have the finest answer I've heard, and I'll wait to share what that is in a second. Uh, somebody ready to answer trivia? Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, David Spoon. Hi, my name is Jamie. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm surprised to be talking to you. <laughs> well, I hope it's a good surprise and not a bad surprise. It's not like a tax on it, well, right? Well, it is. <laughs> I've been listening to you as I drive a lady back and forth every other week to get shots in her eyes. I found you. Whoa! <laughs> praise the Lord. I hope it. I really do hope it's a blessing for you. I, it's awesome. Hey, it is. Well, that is. is good news. All right, let me ask you this question. You ready for this one? This is a good one. Are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. What was the name of Moses' father-in-law? Well, I'm going to say Jethro. That is correct. You are right. You have got it correct. His name was Jethro. Not Tull, but Jethro. That was the right one. Good job. Yay. Yay. I really do appreciate your program. And I've introduced it to my husband. He's in the car with me right now. Well, tell him I said hi. Hi, hi, husband. How are you? I'm good, thanks. (laughs) Awesome. Great that you guys listen. Thank you really very much for what you do. Uh, it's wonderful. My privilege. It is literally my privilege to do it, and I appreciate you calling in. Appreciate you. God Bye-bye. Bless. Bye-bye. All right. Boy, I got a lot of new calls there. I love it. All right, let's get into the text. Now, listen, don't, don't, don't weird out on me. That's a nice way to say to people, don't weird out of me. I want you to understand what I'm talking about on this thing where they, this portion in verse 11. In Acts chapter 6, 11, it says, Then they secretly induced men to say, We've heard him say blasphemous words against Moses. They stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes. They came upon him and seized and then uh, seized him, and then they brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses. So you have first you have distorters, and then you have liars. Okay, you see what's going on there? This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words uh, against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. Okay? Listen. The world will take what Christians believe and say, and they will typically do two things. If they do not respond and become a part of the kingdom, they will distort what's been said, and then they will lie about what's been said. And while we see a lot of this in politics, and you do, you see much more of the subtlety of this in the culture. So in the beginning of the introduction of this hour, this is what I read, and I want to point this out because it's important for people to understand. People will distort and then tell lies. They will say Christians hate all homosexuals because Christians disagree with that lifestyle. Believers take a stand and then the liars accuse them of being haters. When Christians don't support the godless, they're attacked by Satan's worldly agents. This is not a new thing. 
This is a very long-term thing. It's been going on for a long time. Christians do have a a bad, a little bit of a bad rap, zoning in on one or two sins. That is true. I don't know why anybody would deny that because you don't hear the same kind of people having the same kind of ferociousness towards adultery. So I just think that's... <laughs> It's no one sin is not better than the other, folks. I mean, it's, all of these are bad. And the idea behind this, though, is to recognize that as Christians, you take a position, you take a stand. Your job as a ambassador of Jesus Christ is not to misrepresent Jesus. It's to speak the truth. If people don't like you, you're bl- because of what you say, you're actually blessed. Because if they don't like you, they're not liking you because it's not that they're not liking you because of you, but because of what Jesus, Jesus's position and what the righteousness is and what the truth is. And that's what they don't like. And if you're ever persecuted for righteousness sake, the scriptures say in multiple places, you are blessed. Now, in our society, and you can disagree with me, and I understand, in our society, what we typically do is sue. Oh, oh, you're going to say something bad about me, huh? Oh, I'm going to sue you. But in the, the way that Jesus established it is it's a badge of honor when they speak of us in a way that belittles or it, it kind of insults us simply because we're standing in truth. That is something God sees. You see, there's two movies going on. One is on the earth. Well, let's say two plays. One is on the earth. It's the world stage. And then the other one is from the viewpoint of heaven. And God's viewpoint when his kids stand in truth is he loves it. But the world does not. And if you read John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, you find out that the, the darkness doesn't like the light. And so it goes. And what they want to do, and as it was prophesied, they want to switch light for dark, good for bad, right for wrong. It's like, here, here's the deal. You are going to pass away if the Lord tarries. You're going to die. And when you die, uh, however that eschaton is going to manifest, you're going to be before God. And there is not one person that is going to be before God that can say, well, I tried to make everybody happy and please the world, so I should get in, because it will be too late. Your job is to live for the author. Your job is to do what's right before the eyes of God. No human being has a heaven to put you in. No movement, no cultural movement, no no government, no anything. No church has a heaven to put you in. God has a put has a heaven to put you in through Jesus Christ, through the redeeming work of Christ and your acknowledgement, surrender, commitment, repentance and whatever else you want to throw in there towards the testimony God has given regarding Jesus. What we said before in the previous hour, Jesus introduced us to a relationship with God. And that's the most important part. If you've never had that relationship, you need to. If you're kind of soft in that relationship now because you've been closer before, you need to pray and ask God, help me to get back to that place where you were the key, you were important, and everything revolved around you. Remember that place from where you were and ask the Lord to help you get back there. We can get so caught up in so many things, doing so much weird stuff 
And it's funny because in Daniel and in Daniel alone, there's a passage that says people rush to and fro. You know, you know how people rush to and fro? Just being busy about life. And we do that now because we have cars and mass transit and we rush to and fro, not aware of what's taking place around us. Can't do that. Can't do that. You can't do that and have it be right. Many of you are out there and you know the Lord is calling you, pulling you towards him. And it's like, you know what? Start prioritizing your time. If the Lord tarries, you're going to have to give an account. And you want that account to be something that you and he already have an established relationship. You want to be searching at the end of life. Oh, I better get it right now. Yep, too late. That That is a bad plan. Okay? So even though people might not like it, and even though the world might not like it, and even though people might mock you, you stand firm in the truth with your commitment this simplified. You honor the Father. You believe in the Son, and you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and do it all to the glory of God, okay? That's what you do. Everything else, eh, who cares? All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.